guys and welcome or welcome back to another episode of high key adulting aka the not so serious guide as to how to live your best life no matter who you are my name is jada jones and i am so glad that you guys are here today because this episode is killer i literally don't know how else to explain it um this is one of the coolest episodes that i've ever gotten the opportunity to record and i'm so glad that you guys are going to be able to hear it today i have the wonderful honor of having four cast members from the new upcoming series grand army on netflix on this episode and I am so freaking excited for you guys to listen to it. I am just honestly so inspired and so in awe by these lovely and talented women. By the time you guys are listening to this episode, their show will be coming out in three days. So it may or may not be out by the time you're listening to this, but uh, you guys are going to freaking love them. You guys are going to feel like you can overcome anything and just go for your biggest dreams once you listen to this episode. So yes, I was just inspired the entire time, super just smiling the entire interview. If the audio sounds weird in some places, just know that it was literally five people recording so with that being said you guys are going to love this episode all of their handles will be down below and yeah I'm just going to make this intro very short because I do have a very long episode today and want you guys to just kind of focus on that so yes I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and let's get right into it today we've got not one not two not even three but four podcast guests at the same time and this is a damn party if I do say so myself but I want to welcome Crystal, Brittany, Oddly, and Naya to the podcast. Guys they're about to be on an upcoming Netflix series. When you guys listen to this episode it will be coming out in three days. It's called Grand Army and dude I'm so excited. This is crazy. Go ahead and introduce yourself Brittany. Hey guys my name is Brittany uh, Adebumola. Um, I am 22 and I play Tamika on Grand Army. Hi, my name is Crystal. I'm 27. I know that's crazy after you watch the show. And I play Tor Sampson. Hi, I'm Naya. I play Sonia on Grand Army. Hi, I'm Oddly Jean. I'm 24 and I play Dominique Pierre on Grand Army. This is so freaking exciting. Um, Let's go ahead and just dive right in. Let's go ahead and talk about the process of how this kind of led up to this. How did you get into acting? Just kind of lead us through the timeline. Um, well, for me, I, I have, I worked with the showrunner and the writer of the show. Um, uh, when I was in high school, I think oddly and I joined, um, Katie's, uh, acting program or all girl theater company around the same time in high school, which was about eight years ago, about eight years ago. Um, so I had a, you know, previous relationship with Katie. She was a teacher. She was a mentor, a friend, um, also a director, um, of mine. So fast forward, I'm in college, I'm in my finishing up my junior year, um, of college. And what was it like maybe the first or second week of May and Charlotte, who works really closely with Katie, um, emailed me and she's like, Hey, Katie's been developing, um, you know, this Netflix series that's based on slut which I was, um, I was in Slut uh, several years back. And, you know, we'd love for you to audition for um, the role of Tamika. Let us know. And I was just like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm in. Um, so I sent in a self-tape for it because I, I attended Syracuse University. So I was like five hours away from New York City. Um, so I sent in a self-tape. Didn't think much of it after that, you know, as I feel like with most auditions, you, you just send it in and you hope for the best, but you don't really linger on it too much. 
Um, and then two weeks later, I found out Katie called me and told me that I got the part. And I was just like, what? Okay, cool. Um, and I remember oddly calling me after she, she was like, bitch. And, and I was like, I was like, bitch, what do you know? <laughs> and then she, she told me that she was playing Dom, um, which is basically my best friend in the show. And I was just like, what? And it was crazy. It was really, you know, full circle. There, there have been a lot of full cir- circle moments with this show. Um, but it was cool that Oddly and I were friends from high school and then we'd be, we'd be getting to play, you know, like really good friends in the show too. Um, so yeah, that's how the role sort of came to me. That's amazing. That's so exciting to hear kind of how, you know, you guys like grew up together and then it just kind of happened like that. You don't really predict these things. Like who would have said that like what, eight years ago that this would have been happening to you guys, you know? So that's so beautiful to hear. So I guess oddly can go ahead since this kind of deals with you, the storyline deals with you. (laughs) Well, um, for me, if I go into like the very beginning of me tapping in into acting, I'd say I first started in church plays, like church Christmas plays, and that's what kind of sparked my interest. Um, and watching a lot of films and stuff, so I always wanted to do acting, but I never really, you know, had the money to take classes at the time, or had my mom had the time to even bring me to any classes. So, um, in high school. I had joined a previous theater program, like kind of like arts program that was there after school. And it was defunded literally a few weeks after school started. So um, I had an English class and I was told that I could get extra credit if I stayed for a showcase. And come to find out it um, it was a nonprofit program, theater program that was in our school called Opening Act. Uh, the students were showcasing their like, you know, final performance at the end of the semester. And I went just to get extra credit, but I ended up going and finding out that there was an amazing theater program that was in the school. So I started going and I've been with them ever since. And it was uh, through that program, we did improv and, um, and just like scene study and all that stuff. And like, they offered a lot of opportunities and through that program, through another student um, that was in the program, I was invited to an all-girls coalition meeting, and that's how I met Katie. And um, from there, we worked with Katie. We we were in her theater program together, and we performed plays, and we toured plays on social justice for a while. And um, we've been working with Katie for a little over eight years now, and uh, late la- eight late. 2018 she told us that she had a really big project that she would be working on we had no idea what it was um but she said that Netflix was involved and um and that was that and she just wanted to catch up with us and just let and let us know and I didn't know at all what was to come but I I knew I was getting little looks from Katie (laughs) and I was like okay I, I didn't get it so March comes around and I get a call from Katie and Katie's like, look, uh, I have this really big role that I'd love for you to audition. Uh, I'm going to have the casting directors email you the sides. Um, let me know if you're down to do it. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm down to do it. So I read the sides, um, and I knew the show was going to be big. I was nervous about, uh, the responsibility of, 
you know, taken on a leading role on an on-camera show, which I've never done before. Um, but I auditioned and I sent more self-tapes and it was frustrating because I didn't understand the audition process. And I got a call back and on Mother's Day in the middle of writing uh, my final essay, my friend Francia was here and we were over here like brainstorming. And uh, I got a FaceTime call from Katie and she asked for my mom. This was on Mother's Day. She asked for my mom. I was like, she's not here. She stepped out. She called again. She was like, is your mom there? I was like, no, she's not there. Uh, she was like, okay, I'll call back. So um, third time she called, she was like, you know what? I'm just going to tell you. You can tell her when she comes. So how crazy it is that you got a leading role um, on a Netflix show. Wow. I literally, my face froze and I did not like know, I, I didn't even know how to take it in. And I turned to my friend and she's already recording me bawling. Oh, oh my <laughs> and I was God. like, Katie, I was like, Katie, I don't know how to feel. And she's like, it's okay. You can process it. And Katie's like trying to find out like how I'm feeling. And she's like, it's okay. You can call me back. And I swear to you that whole week, it literally felt like something that was just over my head, but I couldn't really celebrate because it was finals week and I was taking four honors classes and an online class. And I was like, I can't celebrate this just yet. Let me just focus on this, take all my exams and go from there. Come to find out literally the day after my last final, I was in Canada meeting some of the ca some of the cast of Grand Army. Yeah. What the heck? And that's heck? my story. It's a lot. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm literally just, just like sitting here smiling like from ear to ear the whole time. I'm just like, this is such a beautiful story. Like, oh my gosh. It's just crazy how you guys have like such different stories and then it just kind of all blends together and then you mm -hmm. all work on this like one show. I don't know. Crazy. Anyways, go ahead, Naya. <laughs> um, so I started, I started taking acting classes at around 11. Um, I was super shy. And then from there, just, just little like acting, like improv classes, just not, not really performing yet. And then when I turned 15, I joined a theater program, uh, a theater company called Moving Mountains. It's in Brooklyn. And from 15 to, yeah, 20, I was there. We were, we were doing like different. Every spring we would do like a showcase. And there is where I met my, um, my agent. And she would like, you know, send, uh, send some people on auditions and stuff. And I remember I, I did like I had booked, I did like Law and Order and I did, I did Law and Order first. And then I remember she sent me for Grand Army and I was like, okay. So I remember I went in there, there was like other girls there. And I remember just, you know, just, you know, when you see other people in the audition room, you kind of just, you know, just focus on yourself. But um, I went in, it was really quick. And then the, um, the casting director, Susan Shopmaker, she, she goes, okay, I'm going to have you meet with the writer tomorrow. And I was like, okay, I didn't get that was a callback. I didn't understand. I was like, okay, okay. And then I told my agent, I'm That's like, so <laughs> yeah, I told my agent, I'm like, yeah, she told me I'm going to meet the writer, Katie Capiello. She's like, Naya, that's a callback. You're going to meet the... I'm like, oh, okay. So... Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like, no yeah, big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so the next day, um, I, meet, I meet up with Katie. 
and Katie talks to me for a good 20 minutes before we even start filming just to help me understand the scene and you know what she was looking for really and what the story was about um and so yeah we we talked and then afterwards she goes okay well we'll keep in touch I didn't think I got it okay I did not think I booked this at all I was like okay yeah oh, it's fine and so I didn't hear back for about two weeks and you know after an audition you kind of really want to forget about it you don't want to dwell on it so so like two weeks passed and I remember I completely forgot about it I forgot about Grand Army that whole audition I forgot about it literally I'm brushing my teeth one day and I'm like remember Grand Army yeah I didn't get that it's okay yeah I didn't, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. That's the exact same day, Jada, that my agent called me and told me that I booked it. <laughs> Dude, that's how it happens. Oh my gosh. Literally law of attraction. When like, as soon as you let go of it and completely forget about the thought. And then it's just like, you know, like that one thing, like in the back of your head. Oh my gosh. That's, now that's another full circle yes. moment. It's just like magical. You just yes. like attracted that, manifested that. Yo. And then I, I think it was like late May that I got told I booked the parts. So I think I'm, I'm going to say like May 28th, I was told I booked Sonia's role. And then by June 4th, I was in Toronto to film June 6th. So it's like, I didn't have a passport. I didn't have a what? passport. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, hold on. Talk about that. I, yeah, what? We, we, we shot in Canada, so I didn't have a passport. I had to get it expedited. You know, this is my first time like traveling by myself, like, um just this whole experience yeah it was it was like a the whole process was very quick for me however I felt so calm about it and I felt it, it was like smooth but at the same time it was like yeah we need paperwork we need like you need your passport you need to do this here's your script it's like wait wait you know but that's um, a lot especially yeah. if it's like your first like huge like and you're traveling out of country to like shoot something that yeah. that's crazy like I can yeah. only imagine the like stress and then on, on top of that being on camera you know no big deal yes yeah, so and then I I didn't know it was Netflix right until I I arrived in Canada I met Oddly and Brittany in our hotel and that's when Oddly told me yeah this is for Netflix and I'm there like wait what girl it was a lot <laughs> it was a lot I was confused I was excited I was like oh okay that's when it really hit when I met them and I was like, okay, wow. So yeah, that was my whole process. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> also, you can go ahead and talk about Monsterland as well because that just came out and you were in that Miss Ma'am. Oh, talk about that. Oh my gosh. When I tell you- Also, it was great. Your episode oh was gosh. awesome, by the way. That whole episode needed to be a full movie. Don't tell me otherwise. It was great. How was that? <laughs> Girl, it was one of the most like fun I've had on set. Um. I remember so I had to, I remember the audition. I had two auditions that day and I really wanted the other one. Right. But so I went on. So I when you have two auditions, you kind of prepare for one more, you know, the one that you really want more. And then the like Monsterland was the one I didn't really like. I, 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 you know, I rehearsed for it and stuff like that, but I wasn't as in it as I was for this other one. So I went in there. I did the audition. Boom. Got a call back. And I'm like, oh, OK. I was still waiting for the other one. I'm like okay, I guess, okay, let's do this one. And then I didn't think I got it again. I never think I get it. And then they told me, they were like, yeah, you, you booked the role. I, I was like, oh, okay. And then I met Caitlin, Caitlin Deaver. And I was like, she's the most down to earth person. Um, yeah. 
I was so excited, and I'm a fan of Black Mirror, and the director for um, right. a season four episode directed my episode, and I was like, oh my god, I was just literally, if you can picture me there, I was just like, just smiling Aww. the whole time, yeah, it was, it was really fun, I'm really, well, I'm really grateful. so magical, yeah, oh I'm, my goodness. Yeah, I'm really, really grateful. So how long was that filming process? Because that was, I mean, that's obviously not a whole, like, yeah. series, well, it is, but, like, the episode that you were in, so how yeah. long was that? The episode I was... Uh, for me, it was only about, I would say, I think I'm, I think it was like eight days, because there were some really yeah there were some scenes wow. that that did get cut, but um okay, so okay it was it was like eight days in total, but wow yeah. okay I mean and then where did that shoot? Oh my gosh, this was in this was like upstate ish New York. It looks like Louisiana, okay. but we were still in New York, so. Yeah. That's so funny because the Southern accents, I was like, I'm living for this. Like Thank me you. being this like Southern North Carolina over here. I'm like, okay. And then you realize that's upstate New York and how magical. Anyway, um, that's awesome. I'm so, so glad. That was a beautiful story. I love that so much. And last but not least, Crystal, what what happened to you? How did you how did you do this? Well, I don't think I can top that story, but um course crew's got to show up um but no I uh, I wasn't always acting I actually was playing basketball in school um I played basketball from elementary all the way up to high and um yeah that was just like my first love I'm not gonna lie and uh I injured myself right before I was going to receive a scholarship to go to North Carolina to play for UNC oh and gosh. yeah so shout out to North Carolina um but yeah, so when that happened, um, I was in my junior year. So I received like an early opportunity to to go to college. And after that happened, they were like, look, you got to you got to do something, you know, you got to do something to get your mind off of it. So um, I come from kind of a theater background because my aunt, she owns a, a theater company called Soul Inspiration, and she mostly does like gospel plays. And I always find a way to just throw myself in there so I can be on stage. So I was like, you know, let me do theater. Um, and also my best friend at the time, uh, we were both doing theater and we were like, somebody's got to make it on the stage, you know, like someone's got to get that audience. So um, I didn't really take it so serious. Like I was doing plays and I was like, you know, on set and behind set working on like lighting and sound. Um, but after, of course, I'm not going to make this emotional, but after losing my best friend, um, I decided to like really, really go full force into theater because that was our plan. We were like, one of us is gonna make it like to to like on a show or something, one of us is. So I was like, you know what? I gotta do this for me and I gotta do this for him. Um, and we were both like huge, like we, like he was into sports and I was into sports, but theater became like our first love. So I was like, all right, I gotta do it for us. And uh, yeah, I was like, what do I gotta do? So after I graduated, I was like, okay, I've been told that you can only make it if you're in LA. I'm in Virginia. So this is a struggle right here. Um, so I just kept on researching and a lot of people said like, you know, you got to sign with an agency. So I was like, all right, so how can I move to LA right now? I'm 18 years old, how can I get to LA? It wasn't possible. So I kind of gave up on the whole theater thing and I just started working. You know, I was doing my nine to five and just working and try to make money, make my way to LA. Um, and then I met one person who told me that they had an agency in New York. And I was like, I'm in New York almost every single weekend. I could do that. So I just started doing my research, finding different agencies. And then, of course, you know, we both with the same agency, Take Three. Shout out to Take Three. Yes, um, but I, I, got to, <laughs> I got to meet with them. And I completely bombed, like, terrible job at my first audition. I'm not going to lie. I chose <laughs> just the wrong audition piece. Yeah. yeah and they were like you know what we see so much in you like we want to we want we want to see you like have another chance so just like go find another script 
memorize it really quick and come back. So I, I had like 10 minutes to memorize something. I went back in the room, I did my thing and, you know, they signed me. And from then on, it was just like a lot of auditions here and there. Um, I wasn't, it wasn't like that quick, like you land something right away. I was with my agency for a year before I landed anything. But after that year, I had seven auditions the same week and I was in and out of New York. I wasn't living there. I was just driving back and forth every time I had an audition. So I started really That's getting into lot, first I know. No, it was, it was a lot. And I have travel anxiety. So it was, it got rough, but oh, I started no. like, <laughs> I got really into like um, spirituality. So I started manifesting a lot and I really like dove deep into manifesting and there was just one role and I'm not going to even forget it. The character was Jordan. And I was like, I'm going to get this role. And I had already auditioned for Grand Army, but I was like, I'm going to get this role. It's Jordan. And I just wrote that on a piece of paper and I was looked at it every single day. And I was like, Jordan is the role that I'm going to get. Um, but to go to when I auditioned for Grand Army, I was late for one, like so late. Um, I missed my bus and then Megabus just shut down. I tried Greyhound. They said, sorry, we don't have no tickets. And then I ended up taking a train. Um, and I showed up three minutes before I had to walk into the room. And as soon as I walked in, they were like, uh, Crystal, no preparation, no nothing, just straight in there. Oh, we so, love that. yeah, so I walked in and I can't really say what I did because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen the show, but the scene that I had to audition was very, very stressful. And, and it just took a lot of energy out of me after running down the street just to make it to the audition. Um, but the the room was just filled with so many like good vibes that I was just like, like, they want me to get this role. Like I could feel it. They're like, like, she's the one. So like, what do we got to do to make this happen? So I felt good energy during my audition process. And it, it made me forget about like being late, not feeling good. And just like, I was just, my head was in it. Um, and yeah, so I auditioned and then exactly a week later, um, I got a call and it's funny cause I'm on YouTube and I filmed a video the day after I auditioned, I filmed the video and I said, I'm going to get this role. And I, like, I mean, it's literally in video form. I posted it on YouTube and I was like, I'm going to look stupid if I don't get this role, but I feel like I'm going to get this role. And I just posted it and everybody asked me, what's the role? What's the role? What's the role? I didn't receive no call or nothing. Um, and then a week later I got a call and they were like, how do you feel about playing basketball in Toronto? And I was like, you are kidding me right now. Literally both and, of the dreams. Yes, together. and it was just like, oh it was just, God. it felt so right. Cause it's like, I was living my dream of acting. I was doing it for me and my best friend. And then I was a basketball player, which is what my first love was. So it was a full oh circle and it just felt so right. Like everything was so right. So yeah, That's definitely a awesome. blessing. Oh my gosh. What? No, you all have amazing stories. Like that wasn't not good. <laughs> that was an amazing story. Like I feel like people don't talk about the behind the scenes process enough. And I think that you guys have such, you know, unique stories that those things need to be shared. Cause I think sometimes we kind of lose, you know, where we came from and like that kind of whole thing. And especially when people like blow up, it's like, what happened? Like, what did you take oh, together? And I got like, vlogs yeah. on top of vlogs for everybody. I love there. that. I love <laughs> that for you. And literally, yeah. So funny story, how this whole interview happened in the first place. I knew that Crystal was signed with Take Three. And I was like, let me just reach out to her. Like, let me just see like, what, what's going on? You know, like, let, let's see. And she was like, yeah, uh, I, I'm so down for this. Like, I didn't know three other people. And I was like, okay, done. Like, let, let's do it. Let's make it happen. And here we are. So another moment where I'm just like, wow, like a podcast is going to be done and we're here. So manifestation, law of attraction, it's a real thing. It yes. works. Like you, you've seen it. It's happened. Like how ironic, like I'm still trying to like a basketball role. Like 
what like you don't it wasn't it wasn't baseball it wasn't swimming it was exactly like what that's oh my gosh anyways i'm just like getting chills so the next question that i have for everybody is how was the filming process like as well as you know going on set every single day uh you guys shot for a couple of months what was a week in your life typically like if you can think back to last year pre-pandemic all right so i'm gonna say um filming process for me it felt like I was dreaming. Um, I, every day I woke up, I wasn't mad at what time I had to be on set. I mean, it'd be like three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock, 8 p.m., 6 p.m. Like, I wouldn't care what time because I was doing what I loved. So I was just like, look, send me the time and I'll be there. It was a crazy experience to have a driver. I've, I've never had a driver before. So okay. to not be 100% responsible for showing up on time and knowing that, like, they had your back, like, that was that was amazing. And then just just the connections that I grew from the cast and crew that I like truly, you know, we all became a family like that. I didn't expect, I knew that everyone would get along, but I did not know it would be as strong as even being close to the drivers and the people who catered us. Like it was amazing. So that, that's, that was a great experience for me. Cause this was your first show as well. So I know that. So yes, how this was my first show. That, like that's so overwhelming. Like how you just like dropped everything, like went to Canada. Like, I mean, what? yeah, I, I just, I, they said, Hey, you leave tomorrow. And I was like, Oh, oh okay. And then you film in two days. And I was like, all right, that's, that's cool. Oh, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's good. You don't say no to Netflix guys. Anyway, no, not at all. <laughs> for me, the whole, like, what stressed me out like a lot was the traveling back and forth. So I wasn't living in Canada. They had me basically, let's say we would film for one day. So they would fly me in. Let's say I'm going to Canada tomorrow to film. Then the next day I have a flight back to New York. Sometimes uh, they would fly me in for just one day for filming. And then I would fly home the next day, or I would stay the whole week or the whole two weeks and then back, like fly back home. But those nights where you know sometimes there were times where I didn't know how I was going to get on a flight Jada because there were times where like we we I remember one time we wrapped around two ish 3 a.m and I had a flight I was getting picked up at 7 a.m for my 11 a.m flight and it's like oh my word yeah and I had to you know you you go you have to go home you have to pack because like my clothes are everywhere (laughs) you know so I have to like I didn't even think about that yeah I have to pack packing was the Suck. Yes, girl. Like I had, I had to make sure I had my passport and like my wallet, like everything ready, and then to to be getting picked up at seven to just make a flight, and then you know gotta go through security again, uh, the whole immigration and customs. Oh my process. god, customs! Oh my yes, gosh, yes, that's yes. not like it. Every, no, yes, ma'am. This was like every other day, so I was like, but listen, by the time like. I basically already knew all the officers. Like, I recognized everyone. I was like, I've seen this guy. Like, yep, back again. I know your shifts. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, for me, it was the, listen, filming was awesome. It's just like the the traveling back and forth. Sometimes it would get like a little crazy because it's like, wow, okay. I just want to sleep, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd do it all over again for sure in a heartbeat. And you guys probably will because I think there's a season two, but I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm I'm Thank putting you. those vibes out there. So you may have to do it again. <laughs> First off, filming was filming was fucking amazing. Uh literally I arrived on the twenty first. I met the cast on the twenty second. Well, a few of the cast. I met the leads on the twenty second. Um and 
it felt like we all knew each other for so long. Uh, oh, that's how you I, know. Yeah, I literally have like our first picture of like Odessa on top of like Malik's shoulders, oh. and we're all like in construction hats because we had just walked around the set before it was complete and built, and um, we were just like walking around with all these big boots and construction hats, and I was just like, "Yo, this is already amazing." And prior to starting filming, I was first off nervous because I've never filmed anything on screen I've never filmed anything as a leading role I've only done yeah, improv and like monologue yeah I've only done improv and monologues on like uh social justice and stuff so it's like it was something that I've always wanted to do and I I had it but at the same time I was so afraid of it I was so like doubtful of myself um I felt like I wasn't ready for it but for some reason like imposter syndrome almost yeah oh my major imposter syndrome oh my gosh jada but at the same time this character i felt resonated so much and so well with me if i ever were to be given a role it would be this role because it's so easy to kind of like right into, i can tell you know even in the trailer it's just like it seems like you just embody it so well like it doesn't even seem oh. like you're even playing a character so thank you yeah but before even filming i remember just being just fucking nervous and I remember just getting on my knees and praying and just like asking that whatever filming process happens that I just grasp it and learn it and I'd be able to catch on and I can get in character and do my job and it's a smooth process and that first day made it like that solidified that for me um, and when we started filming, when we started filming, I got picked up at 6 a.m. It was either, four, no, actually it was 4.15. It was 4.15, got picked up in the morning. For some reason, like, it was not a problem because I was, I woke up mad easy, um, took a shower and went downstairs. My car was there. I literally pulled up in sweats and a head tie, had my little blanket because it was kind of chilly then. It was like around the end. It was the end of May um, and got there, uh, met the second AD, uh, Renee. And I just remember her coming to get me in the car and like, you know, ask me if I wanted breakfast. And I was like, yeah, like I'll have, you know, I was thinking there was oh, only yeah. like little things there. No, Jada, they, got, they had they everything. <laughs> I was like, um, you asked for a specific like yeah. Dorito from like the man, and they're like, we've got it. <laughs> oh my gosh, Renee's like, okay, so what do you want to have for breakfast? I'm like, uh, avocado toast, and she's like, okay, <laughs> is that it? And I was like, um, oatmeal. She's like, okay, you don't want anything on it? I was like, blueberries. She's like, yeah. I was like, strawberries. She's like, uh huh. And I was like, honey? She's like, yeah, okay. She was like, that's it? And I literally was like, bacon? And she's like, sure. And I'm like, what the fuck? So um, I'm taken to my trailer. I have a whole ass trailer to myself. Yes, as you should. Um, as you I'm should. literally chilling in my trailer, reading the sides. And uh, she comes to my breakfast. She moves me to hair and uh, moves me to makeup. And then I'm back in my trailer. Then I get in wardrobe. This is just my first time, like, getting into it. Then I get to the scene, and there's a chair with my name on it. And 
whoever like was there for that first scene was there and we got to talk while you know they set up the set then we did like a rehearsal it was all so like weird and the first scene I shot was uh well you're gonna see it but (laughs) the first scene I shot was basically the end of the episode and I literally had all these cameras these hefty ass cameras around me and literally, for example, like if there was a shot with just my hand, it was just like a hefty camera just moving me like around kind of thing. So that day was my first day filming. And I was just like, I just felt weird because it was my first time. But as the time went by, it was easy. Like I had no issue being picked up early. Uh, it was like a it was a routine. Like I just woke up, wrapped my sweats, went over my lines, got there breakfast I was like Renee that's what I'll have thank you it was just so weird (laughs) it was so weird and and just seeing the rest of the cast come and get ready and be able to sit in your trailer and actually run your lines and do exercises it was just like I was living the fucking dream and it was so funny yeah in the midst of that it was scary because I was just like changed just like changed immediately like it really did happen that quick Everything that you've ever wanted was literally like right in front of you. And I literally drove myself to damn anxiety mm-hmm. in the midst of that. But at the same time, I was like, no, this, like everything is too perfect. I need to normalize embracing this and like taking this in. Yes, right. You deserve every round to be there, yes, you know? We need to like literally normalize that. Because a lot of times exactly. when something good happens to us, oftentimes we think something bad is going to come and fuck it up. Correct. Or Correct. like, um maybe I don't deserve it. This is too good to be true. Like something has to happen to kind of balance it out. Yes. And oh it's God, like, exactly no, you worked for this and you got it and you're living it. And this is all that you wanted. Do you not want it? <laughs> so filming was amazing. The process was amazing. The cast are amazing. Uh, we got to go out a lot, hang out a lot, eat, cook, um, Living on my own, I have to say, was a huge transition because I grew up in such a small apartment with a big family. So it's like I've always wanted my own space. And when I got it, I didn't know how to deal with it. So often like, I don't know how to act. <laughs> yeah. So oftentimes I would cheat my way out of being alone by staying over with Brit <laughs> or like some of the cast members and like I got to hang out and get to know them run lines together and it was just it was beautiful and I would do it all over again <laughs> oh my gosh again I believe that you guys will so ask and you shall receive anyway <laughs> yeah filming was really surreal it felt like a dream going to work quote-unquote work every day because it didn't feel like work um and you know a lot of the scenes that I had were of course with you know, Oddly and Crystal and Naya, pretty much all of them. And from day one, I remember when Crystal got into the van, I knew I had met Naya by that time. This was the first day on set. We had the van come pick us up outside of the hotel and Crystal steps into the van and Naya and I are already there. And I remember looking at her and being like, okay, your tour. And she's like, yeah, I'm tour. And we all connected like instantly. And I remember all of us being in the trailer same thing like what what Oddly was saying about Renee asking us for food. And I we were so taken aback. Like, what you mean? What do we want to eat? Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. And she's like, anything you want. I said, anything? Okay. 
well, and then, you know, I list my long order, you know, being able to, to experience all of this for the first time with other people who were also experiencing all of this for the first time was really special. Cause it felt like, you know, we were, we were, you know, taking the same journey together, um, you know, in our careers and starting our careers and whatnot. Um, and I think I remember my first day, it wasn't my first day on set. I went to the hair department where I met Natalie, the, um, head of the hair department and, Oh, and I met the rest of the hair team. And I remember being so stunned because it was an all black hair team. And I read Gabrielle Union's book. I read Taraji P. Henson's book. And they, in, in their books, they talked about how, you know, back in the days, you know, for them, when they were starting out their careers and even, you know, sometimes now it was, you know, having someone do their hair on a set was such a struggle because you had these white hairstylists or, you know, non-black hairstylists who just did not know what to do with black hair. They didn't know how to yep. handle it, they didn't know how to treat it. And if they were handling it, it would they would damage the actress's hair. Um, or they True. would just like, yeah. So Gabrielle and like Taraji and a lot of black actresses, they had to come to set with their, with their wigs done or with their weaves done and do it themselves, which is not a part of their job. They're just supposed to show up and do the work and be able to play on camera. Um, uh, but they got so used to, Bait, having to be the hairstylist and the actress on set um and then also in some cases the the makeup artists um mm -hmm. so once I saw an all-black hair team I was like what am I being awesome. spoiled this is it, <laughs> and um and that oh, being that's what you guys deserve yeah oh my gosh that's what you should have in the first place exactly exactly and that being you know a first experience and that being my first time you know, in Canada. And that was like, they were the first few people that I met who actually worked on Grand Army on the production. I already felt comfortable. It already felt like a safe place because I felt like I was around aunts and sisters. And I didn't have to, I didn't have to second guess myself when I told them like, yeah, you can cut my hair. Yeah. You can dye my hair. Cause I'm like, I know, you know what you're doing. Right. You know? True. So, I already felt like I was in a safe place, you know, working with Katie, it felt like you could ask Katie anything. You could talk to her about anything. I remember one time there were, um, we were on set and I think it, the set was like Dominique's house, her, her apartment. I mean, and like something looked a little off to me and I, w I wasn't sure if it was in my place to, to bring it up to Katie, but I went up to her and I was like, Hey, I just noticed a little something. I know it's probably not my place, but like, what do you think about that? I feel like it should probably be this way. It makes more sense with the script. And she was like, no, absolutely. Tell me if you see anything like that, please do tell me. And she always welcomed that kind of conversation, that kind of discourse. That's so cool. um, which made it feel like even more of an open, you know, safe place to, to do my job. So it was a really special experience. I feel like we were all spoiled. <laughs> Being <laughs> our first experience, but yeah, it was dope. That's amazing. I'm so glad that I got to hear all of your guys' experience. I feel like everyone wants to know more about what it feels like to be on set. And I think it's so magical, again, that you guys, you know, this is like your first time really doing something like this. So it's all about, you know, like you guys get the special treatment because you guys are important. And as you should, you guys should be treated as important people. I, I think these days it's really classic for actors to be like, yeah, I'm just entitled to this and this and this and this and this. And you guys are just like absorbing every second of like having this luxury. And I just love it. And I love seeing you guys people who look like me people who look like people that follow me you know like have this kind of treatment and I think it's really really nice it's awesome don't think that you guys are spoiled or anything like this is like that's what you should be getting treated as because you guys are creating art you guys are creating magic you know you guys are creating magic on set and 
you know, nothing less. Nothing less should be expected anytime you guys ever work on sets. I'm going to go ahead and lead right into the next question slash topic, and that is... Um, I see the trailer. I've watched all the trailers. There's one that just recently came out as well. And you can tell that the show is going to hit some deep topics. I don't even have to watch the show to know that it's probably going to do that. And I want to ask you guys, what do you think? I mean, obviously you guys know the show. What does this show mean to you? And what do you hope that it will mean to others? This is one of the hardest questions to answer um, about the show, just because the show takes on so many different storylines. Um, there's five storylines and it's very much an ensemble show. Um, but I feel like at its core, the show is about teenagers just trying to rise above their circumstances and find their authentic voices and make space for themselves to, you know, to be their authentic selves. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and that's, I mean, that's, that's what the show means to me. It means, you know, uh, teenagers being able to have a voice and be seen and feel seen and be heard. Grand Army, I say this all the time, but I really feel like Grand Army is the type of show that I wish I had when I was 16. I'm 21 now. We're showing like actual, like, you know, people, they kind of um, undermine uh, the issues that teens face just because they're young. Like, oh, you're young, you'll grow out of it. It's fine. But it's like, we're stressed, bro. Like, sometimes we're not okay you know like we need to have these conversations this show it's going to be a conversation starter and there's topics that are so um taboo that we kind of put out in the open um and I feel like this world needs that kids need that like teenagers like we need that um not just teens but you know adults you know adults can watch this show and be like hey like she sounds like my daughter or hey I was like that when I was young like this is it's it's a show for everyone and um it means so much to me that I get to be a part of of something that's so um that's just so relatable just relatable but like actually relatable you know because I feel like in some high school movies it's just like oh this is the high school dream like yeah like this and this and this it'll be like oh a girl's upset because she she doesn't fit in because she doesn't look like the other girls you know let's talk about race let's talk about mm -hmm. rape you know what I'm saying let's talk about sexual assault like let's talk about this like the topics are very controversial yes. I'm ready for all I am too like, I'm so let's ready talk for about it. it this is the point like yeah it's it's important the topics we talk about you know they just it, these are discussions that Agreed. need to be had. So I'm 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 excited. Oh I'm excited yay! I'm pumped too. Um, for me, this show uh, means a lot in all different areas, but mostly for myself when I was in high school and middle school, uh, I I was well liked by the students at my school, but I wasn't being a hundred percent me. And um, I also, even though everyone that was my friend knew that. I was a part of the LGBTQ community. They did. I didn't say it. Like I didn't get that chance to just like say it. Like other people usually get the opportunity to. Um, and th so when it came to like graduating, it was like everyone just knew of like, oh yeah, we we know. You know, she has a girlfriend. You know, but it wasn't like I said it. You know what I mean? Um, and for Tor, for this character of Tor, she is is loved for exactly who she is. And and I got that from just like knowing the script from season one. I can feel it from the group of friends that I have within the show. They love Tor for who she is and and Tor owns that, you know? And I feel like a lot of kids and a lot of young teens and adults need to know that it is okay to be themselves and okay to just like, just love themselves, you know? And pushing self-love. And I feel like Tor's character does that a lot. She pushes self-love onto her friend group. And I feel like that's needed in this world right now because 
there's no like one chance, two chance. It's like people are just like out, you know, they don't even feel like they have that support. And that scares me, you know, especially losing a friend to suicide. I need a show that's going to tell other people who are like at their last with like, I need help. And, and, and we are that help, you know, so the show is very powerful and it's going to impact a lot of people, but it's also going to be a lifesaver for a lot of people out there. And that means the most to me. That's beautiful. That you're so right. That is exactly what we need right now. I mean, and missed the pandemic, which, you know, that wasn't even a factor in anything when you guys filmed this, when the show was written. So like now there's a whole other thing on top, like sitting on a layer on top of everyone's lives right now. And it's affecting people in such different ways. And you don't know how that can affect someone and people are losing their jobs and people are, you know, and like, even though right now people aren't technically in school, I mean, these things still happen. People can still be able to relate. And I'm glad that people are quote unquote still at home so that people are able to really absorb and sit and watch through this so that, you know, when things do quote unquote open back up, when people are heading back to school, it's just, it's just a thought in the back of your head. It's a seed planted for multiple conversations to happen. Um, so yeah, that's that's amazing. That's great. Thank you. This show means a lot to me. Um, and I, I would definitely want people to take a lot out of it. But this show means a lot because it isn't sugar-coated. It isn't, you know, too, like, it's, it's not teen boppy and, like, uh kind of like glamorization of teen trauma or any of that I feel like it just shows you the realities of the youth and um shows you how a lot of times they're like Naya said kind of closed off and and kind of told that they're too young to be in a discussion or don't know what it feels like to experience this when in reality they are very much experiencing it. They are very much seeing what's going on in the world and it's impacting impacting them, impacting their um, fellow classmates and impacting their ways of being social. And that leads to so much. And, and just being like, you know, coming from high school, I just remember feeling kind of shut down a lot because you know like everybody wants you to feel comfortable and talk to them about issues and then you talk to them and then you're kind of like pushed away or like you know uh dumbed down and I feel like Grand Army it shows teenagers raging and rising and having um logical conversations and like you know uh uh protesting and just standing up for themselves rather than just bickering at each other there it's not like little issues it's really like deep issues that we've experienced being in high school or we see happening in high school and it's it's a lot of social issues that also needs to be discussed and the youth needs to be a part of that you know uh teachers need to be a part of that principals need to be a part of that parents need to be a part of that um People in society, period, need to see the realities of young people because oftentimes they think that the things that we experience is not happening. You know, same thing with our parents. Uh, I'm pretty sure if we sat down and told them all the things that went down, they'd be like, no, that didn't happen. Uh Uh-uh. They wouldn't want to believe it. But I feel like Grand Army allows you to, it, it, it puts it out there, it calls everything out, it calls everyone out, um, it calls every social issue out. And it gives you the space to peel back and dissect where things kind of went blurry. And 
that's what like what I would want people to take out of it is to be able to have conversations, be able to have safe, um, uncomfortable, because none of these topics are comfortable. Just have conversations with whoever, whether they're 20 years older than you or the same age, because I feel like the show's for everyone. Um, just be able to peel back issues and be like, why did this happen? Well, I did notice this in the show, so maybe that connects to that event that happened. Well, I know I like that's the same thing that happened to my friend. You know, like I want it, I want people to talk after this. I want people to have logical conversations. I don't want anybody to see these issues and just continue the norm of brushing it under the rug and calling it this and calling it that because it's so uncomfortable. I want people to get uncomfortable and be like, damn, that wasn't right and we need to figure out how to make change. I feel like Grand Army gives you the opportunity to do that. Also, it means a lot to me because we see teenagers survive. <laughs> and that is such a good feeling. Because that oftentimes, is. Yes, it is. we, like, a lot of shows just, like, and although, yeah, we go through our lows, but there's a lot of us that push through it. And, like, yes. we feel yes. it. And, like, we also come out of it. And we want more for ourselves. And I feel like these stories are important because it'll push those people who are down there to show them that it's possible to come up again and and work on you 100% and, you know, just put your foot down and say what you got to say because you're smart enough and you're able to, you know? Yes. So that's that. <laughs> That's phenomenal. I really like how a lot of you guys, I think all of you guys touched on it a little bit, how the teenage experience can sometimes just be perceived through the eyes of an adult, you know, an adult that already thinks that they've grown up and they're past their teen years and they, you know, like, oh, when I was a teen, like things weren't, you know, that like that. But I mean, I don't think they remember. I don't, I'm pretty sure that they like when, you know, parents now, I'm pretty sure they've experienced their own tough things like going through high school as well. But almost when you look back on it, you're like, oh, like, you know, that wasn't that bad. Also, you can't, you know, it, people just undermine it because now that they think that, oh, I'm an adult oh, life is so much harder now. Like life as a teen was so much better. And I'm just like, while that might be your case these days, you know, teens have the added factor of social media. We have the added factor of comparison through social media. We have the added factor of just so many things, so many things that just was not a factor back then that we have to deal with now. And I think that you know, shows don't really go into depth about it. It's always kind of like a, let's graze the topic, you know, like, oh, someone gets their heart broken. Oh, boohoo, you know, like, see, and then now when adults watch that with their kids, they're like, oh, like, this is what my child's going through. Like, you know, and they kind of perceive it through that when there's a lot of other things that go on. Like I've had friends that are homeless, living in, living on the streets, like that still go to school every single day, but still are performing in shows and are still doing X, Y, and Z, still getting A's in class, still getting failing, like still failing in class. And, you know, those things aren't just shown anymore. And I'm really glad that this show, I'm just so excited. I'm so pumped, literally have an alarm set, like everything for the day of, I'm just like ready to watch it, ready to consume it and ready to talk. And I'm so glad that that's what you guys want as well. I'm glad that you guys want to see conversation and that you guys stand with what your character and show stands for. The last thing that we're going to talk about real quick, it's going to be like one-liners at this point and a little bit of, you know, added flair. What is your top adulting tip slash tip for the listeners? It can be anything. Okay. Since, oh no, actually I was about to say, since I'm the oldest, Crystal's the oldest. 
She does not look the oldest. <laughs> at all. At all. But He's like child. <laughs> Miss Grandma over here. Crystal has left the chat. Okay, Grandma. I'm weak. Crystal's like, I'm hit. Crystal's like, okay, and what about it? <laughs> <laughs> but um my tip, because I'm literally slab dab in the middle of adulting right now and I I have to say on my 20th birthday I cried because I knew this was an inevitable inevitable um and I was just like shoot there's nothing but more responsibility from here on and I was just like nervous about that and I remember having a breakdown on my 20th birthday and oh. I remember yeah I remember uh <laughs> talking to my uncle and he gave me like a few words of encouragement and stuff and I spoke to him another friend of my aunt's um and she told me like a lot she was like don't fall into that because with age come wisdom and uh older people were praised like every year that went by people honored them because it was another year of life another year of lessons and stuff like that so I now I look at it different but in slab dab in the middle of uh adulting where bills are piling up and um you have to figure out what you want to do with your life and start planning and stuff. Uh, I would say my number one tip that I'm still trying to get together is uh, prioritizing, like legit prioritizing, um, being honest with yourself uh, when doing that, because oftentimes we want to do everything and it mm-hmm. that's great, but we are not as young as we were when we were in high school where we could sit or like be all over the place for eight hours and then stay extra for after school and then like hang out with friends and work like an after school job and do everything. It's not the same. Um, So it's like just prioritizing, being honest with myself on what I need to prioritize, being okay with dropping what I need to drop and time management and also regimen. I did. I know I gave like three. Yes, that but is like important regimen. though. Yeah, regimen. something, yes. Yeah. Cause right now we're not on a set schedule like we used to be when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to wake. I mean, it wasn't easy, but for some reason it was a routine and it was easy to follow and easy to kind of have, like have your time to get things done. Right now we're kind of all over the place with this extra free time that we have or like um like depending on how our work schedule is so i would say like regimen finding time to for you finding time for work finding time for school finding time for friends um yeah just having your regimen and taking care of yourself i would say is all part of adulting love it very important i want to say you know it's okay to be scared and if you feel like you need to cry, cry. That. Because <laughs> sometimes when we bottle, yeah, we bottle that in. Um, Listen, I don't care if you you think you have it all together. There's still something you might want to fix. You might want to try to fix and you just can't really get there. It's okay to be scared. It's okay. You're not the only one. Everyone else might seem like they got it all together. They don't. Okay. Like we're all, we're all here together. So listen, cry. It's okay to be scared. That's it. And, and, and take that, take that fear and you know, um, you know, use it to use it to 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 motivate you yes. in any way that you can. 
but it's okay. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay. I love it. I love it so much. And that's coming from you guys who like have already been like on a TV show. Like you guys are like already putting yourself in the most yeah. like vulnerable position, like right in front of yeah. the camera, like dead smack in the, ca- in the camera. So that's yes. awesome. And I think as we grow older, it's very easy to glamorize the fact of, yeah, I'm older. I'm getting my life together. But like, I mean, you're still mm-hmm. not good. Like there's a first time for everything. The first bill you're going to pay, you're going to be of like, course. what do I do? The first freaking tax form you sign, you're like, so what am I supposed to do again? Like, you know, you just don't know this stuff. Calling the doctor for the first time. Like, if you don't know what to do, it's fine. Like, you don't have to act like you got your shit together. It's okay. We all don't, you know? No. So I love that. It's okay, it's okay to be confused. Yeah. I think my tip would be to embrace learning. Um, similar to what you were saying, Jada, about you know, not having all the answers and like, it's okay to not have all the answers. Um, But just because you hit 21 doesn't mean that you should suddenly have all the answers and you should be doing everything, you know, exactly as, I don't know, society says you should be, because that's just not the case. There are adults who are in their, you know, 50s, 60s and are still figuring out their career paths, paths or are realizing that the career that they've been in for the last 20 years does not suit them and they're miserable, you know? So you're always evolving. We're always evolving um, and our paths will always, you know, evolve. So just embrace learning. Just keep your eyes peeled. um, Keep your ears open. Um, And if you don't have to learn from experience, you know, watch other people and, you know, really take in, you know, maybe the mistakes that they've made or how they've benefited from a certain decision or moving a certain way um and just try not to repeat your mistakes and if you do because we are all human you know don't beat yourself up over it just always try to find the lesson um in whatever it is that you do and just keep moving forward love it yes i mean we've all got to keep moving forward at the end of the day time is a construct age is a construct you just kind of have to go your own path i think people think way too many times life is linear. You know, you go to college, you do your thing, you get married, you have kids, you live your life. Like not everyone's story is like that. It goes in circles and squares and triangles. It's not a straight line like you see on a graph. It's just not. So when people think about like, oh, let me compare myself to so-and-so's life. They don't know the answers either. You might think that they've got everything going on correct because also that's what they choose to share. You see their social media. You choose to go to dinner with them and they're going to tell you what great happened in the week. No one's going to tell you like, hey, like I actually just like lost my job today. Hi, how are you doing? Like, it's not like that. So I feel like everyone should just kind of embrace, you know, just struggles everyone can embrace that kind of stuff you know because we all go through it it's not bad to show that quote-unquote weakness even though it's not it's really not it's you grow from that kind of stuff you know I always say life if it's not going up and down you're not living you're just dead like have you guys heard that quote like uh you know like when you're in the hospital and you're like on the lines it goes up and down and up and down and up and down because literally if the lines don't go up and down it means you're flatlined like it means you're dead so like it really does mean that so I take that quote seriously all the time I'm like look if it's a rough spot it's supposed to be rough for a reason because the next thing is high the next thing is high then it's gonna be low and that's how we live life you know so love that Miss Brittany and I guess last but not least who was it Crystal yes um so for one I think everything that everyone said is they're very important things um when it comes to adulting one thing that I would say because I witnessed this myself is just you know trying to stay healthy 
Um, that's one thing that I struggled with um, in my little, like maybe like my early 20s, I wasn't focusing on health. I was just focusing on making money and staying motivated. And I realized that because I wasn't focusing on health, everything that I was working for that I was so close to didn't mean anything because my health wasn't right. So I would really um, push that onto a lot of people to just focus on your health, however that may be, as long as you're feeling healthy. Because at any age, as you see, I mean, I'm 27 and I got my first role that's like huge for me and it's never too late, but it could have been late if I wasn't healthy. So just making myself, you know, focus on my health and my mental state. I was able to feel like everyone else out there feeling young. I was able to feel that way because I made sure that my my body was healthy and that my mind was healthy. So not just eating right, but also like mentally, you know, mm-hmm. that is really important. Focus on your mental health and, and knowing when to like, you know, step away and just focus on you. It is okay. You are allowed to have the time to yourself to focus on you. So yeah, that's what I would say when it comes to adulting. Yes. And that was a great thing to end on because there's one too many times you think everything's just great but like sometimes we need to check up sometimes we need to refresh ourselves we need to talk to family talk to friends appreciate people around you like for god's sake like we already seen this year just like completely like every single week there's something new you know and that just shows you like life is not guaranteed man like you really just got to live your life like crystal like even you booking your major role at 27 i know there's some people right now like i'm 18 so i know that everyone like at my age is probably like oh my god like I don't know. I don't think I'm going to do well in this and this and this. Okay. Then you've got you, even though life is short, you've still got time to figure it out. You don't have to rush anything. Just appreciate what you've got in the present moment. Cause that's all you really have. You don't have the future. The past is gone. Like you really got to focus in the present. And I think you lovely ladies have just had the most wonderful time on set, just like living in the moment. And I'm just so glad to see your guys's art literally come to life and yeah thank you guys holy shit like thank you guys so much for coming on i'm so excited for everyone to hear this episode um i know this will take like literally an extra two minutes for everyone to explain their instagram so i'm not gonna do that i'll just leave it all down below so you guys can check it out i will also leave the name of their show and whatnot all down below and yeah that's it thank you guys so much for listening and i will talk to you guys in a future episode thank you thank you thank you